Welcome to Real Talk Radio with Nicole Antoinette. That's me, the podcast that's filled with refreshingly honest conversations about the wonderful mess of being human. This is a short bonus episode, a mini-sode, if you will, so that I can check in on you during what has been a time of a lot of uncertainty and fear, a lot of other emotions as well, of course. As you know, my number one mission with this podcast is to share honest conversations that really make you feel less alone and that help us to hear about other people's lived experiences that might be really similar, right? Which can make us feel less alone, but also might be really different and can help us learn from each other and grow our empathy. That's really the reason that I make this show. And I feel like that's more important than ever right now. It's been a truly wild few weeks around the world. And so today I wanted to share a few things that will hopefully be helpful and supportive for you. The first is a free workbook that I created for you this week. It's really simple. It's called Get Grounded. It's like 15 pages, and it contains a series of simple questions to help you slow down, check in, and get clarity on what to do next in this time of uncertainty. Full disclosure, uh, I was moved to create this for myself. Definitely started out as a selfish project after spending multiple days just panic scrolling through the internet and feeling trapped in a cycle of continuous despair and anxiety. Um, I really needed out of that place. And this workbook is the result. So I'm sure I'm not alone in the panic scrolling. And maybe you are similarly feeling like you would you know, want to take a break from that, want a resource to help. And so I would love to share a few of the included journaling prompts with you. The workbook's broken up into a couple different sections. The first section, it's called soothing and connecting. And one of the questions is, how can you soothe yourself? Meaning, what are a few simple things that you know will bring you comfort, pleasure, or a sense of calm over the next few weeks? I am someone that when my anxiety really spikes, like I said, I tend to default into panic scrolling or really doing things that, if I'm honest, make me feel worse. And it's almost like I forget that I already know the things that make me feel good, or I just get really resistant to doing them, (laughs) if I'm being extra honest. And so for me, journaling about this question, this idea of how can I soothe myself, what do I know works, I wound up creating a small list of things that I know I could start my day doing that would feel good. So I could journal, I could meditate, I could stretch. I could read really fun fiction. I could, you know, do some different types of breath work or breathing. Um, I could have, you know, a two-minute dance party to my favorite song. Basically, I made a list of all those things. And my commitment to myself is that every morning I would pick one thing off that list and do it. It's only been a couple days now, so <laughs> I can't, you know, speak to this for having done it for weeks or anything. But it's been really nice to have a list. I keep it by my bed. And I just look at it in the morning and I say, okay, which of these things feels like how I want to start my day? It's working for me because it's not as restrictive as saying, you know, first thing in the morning, you have to do, you know, X, Y, or Z. I tend to rebel against that kind of structure. So uh, just having this kind of go-to, hey, pick something that feels good, better than starting my day, you know, panicking on the internet. So that is that prompt. And then after that, there is a section on honoring and grieving, A lot has happened in a very short period of time for all of us, and the, you know, effects of that are really wide-ranging, you know, from devastating illness and and death to the loss of income or, 
you know, losing a job, being unable to work from home, you know, the cancellation of gatherings and activities that we were wholeheartedly looking forward to. There's lots of different things that have been lost by people. And I find that with such a wide range of very real and devastating losses, it can be easy to minimize the way that I'm feeling, maybe the way that you're feeling, or to tell myself, you know, that I shouldn't be upset because other folks have it worse. And that might be true, right? Of course. I mean, not might be true. It is true. You know, there are worse outcomes that could be happening for me, but there really is no peace or freedom that I have found in denying my feelings that really doesn't help me feel better to just continually really berate myself for how it is that I'm feeling. And so the journaling prompts for this section are really around the idea of what have you lost? What are you feeling disappointed about right now? What are you grieving? You know, both on a collective scale for people that are more affected than you or, you know, for you personally, even if they're in really small ways and giving myself the time to really write and think and work through these prompts was a reminder that my feelings are valid the same way that your feelings are valid and that we are allowed to feel them. Um, and I think that that is an exercise that I really needed. It helped me see, you know, one of the things that I've lost my, um, youngest niece is graduating college this May. And of course, you know, the graduation was canceled and I was supposed to be on the East coast for that. And, you know, having a great big family reunion celebration. And, you know, of course that's not happening and I'm sad. I'm disappointed, you know, not getting to celebrate with her, not getting to see my parents. Another thing that I don't know if it's at like the grieving stage, but definitely a loss, you know, I, had to cancel my live event uh, that was supposed to happen in Boston in April. So of course, like the loss of income, right? From having to cancel events and thinking ahead to future events and what that might look like. So yeah, there there's a lot that we might be feeling disappointed about and that's okay. And I've just tried to remind myself, you know, take a deep breath for that. <sighs> deep breath. So after that section is a section on help and support. Really, prompting you to ask who in your community, which means of course, both your immediate circle, right. And your loved ones. And then on, you know, a wider scale in your home city, your town, you know, your larger community, who in those communities is most vulnerable and at risk and in need right now. And that might be folks who are older or immunocompromised or unable to work from home. Perhaps it means, you know, parents without reliable childcare, those who work in healthcare, the people who have lost their jobs, really just asking yourself how you can be of support to those people. For me, that's mostly meant, you know, two things, staying home and self-isolating. I think that that's the number one best thing that we can do. So doing that. And then for me, it's also meant monetary donations first to, you know, my local food bank, which is a great place. You can look up what your local food bank is. And then, um, there were two like direct aid fundraisers that I can link to in the show notes that I donated to as well as making some individual contributions to folks in this community. I put that up on Instagram recently, really just asking for people who, you know, need help right now, need help with groceries, you know, recently lost their job, need help buying diapers, any of that to put their PayPal or their Venmo link in the comments. And it's been Really wonderful to see other people stepping in to, you know, meet needs of others in the community. And so, you know, that's one option. I can put a link to that as well. And then after that is the learning and creating section. Um, 
what's something new that you'd like to try that you can do from home, um, assuming that you are at home during this period. And while that might mean you wind up taking on, you know, a really big creative project or, you know, something that you have been wanting to do for a while like that, it doesn't have to be productive or hard. That is a reminder that I also needed. Um, I found that once I was going through this workbook and this idea of what's something that I would like to try, I realized that what I wanted was something that was completely unproductive, frivolous even, that would bring me joy that I could try or learn. And so I wound up watching a ton of fancy you know, makeup tutorials on YouTube, <laughs> which was a really nice stress reliever. And Oh, I swear that by the time this period of isolation is over that I will have perfected cat eye makeup, that like winged eyeliner. I've never been able to do that. Um, to be fair, I haven't really tried that hard. I don't wear a lot of makeup, but this is going to be my isolation project. So this part of the workbook is really just about, you know, is there something that you want to learn? Is there, you know, a hobby or something that you want to take up? Is there something totally fr frivolous that would feel good to spend your time on? And then lastly, from the laughter and movement section, how can you bring more lighthearted, fun, laughter, and playfulness into your life during this time? And then how can you be intentional about sharing that delight with others? And there's lots of ways to do this, right? And I think sometimes I get stuck in thinking that when something really serious and potentially heavy is going on, that it's irresponsible for me to not stay, you know, glued to the news or, you know, to even think about doing something that's fun or funny or lighthearted. And actually, joy and fun and laughter are hugely necessary. They're wonderful coping mechanisms, right? And just staying miserable and stressed and anxious is not going to serve me. And I think it's not going to serve you. And so just thinking of like even little ways, right? For me, I made a list of um, Netflix shows and movies and comedy specials that meet the criteria of being something really uplifting. I've been trying to text links to funny things that I find, whether it's like memes or animal videos or something. I've been trying to text stuff to friends. And, you know, I, I just, one of the things that I have been shown over and over again is any time that there is a crisis, it also does bring out the best in people's creativity. And there's some really funny people out there. Um, there was a tweet that I bookmarked from writer and editor Molly Tolsky. I think that's how you say it, Tolsky. And the tweet said, pro tip for couples suddenly working from home together. Get yourselves an imaginary coworker to blame things on. In our apartment, Cheryl keeps leaving her dirty water cups all over the place, and we really don't know what to do about her. <laughs> like, that's just, it's so silly, but it's really funny. And so, yeah, I keep thinking like, man, Cheryl. <laughs> Apologies if your actual name is Cheryl and you're listening to this, but um, that was just like one example of something funny that I found that made me laugh. And so I'm trying to pass those kind of things on. There's a few other sections in the workbook as well. There's one on boundaries as self-care, one on organizing, and then there's also a daily checklist template for anyone who, like me, has been feeling scattered, unable to focus, and like I said, very prone to panic spiraling on the internet. You can grab the workbook. It's totally free at realtalkradiopodcast.com slash workbook. And if you use it, I hope that it serves you. The next thing I want to share is, like I said before, um, the Boston event that I was going to be hosting on April 26th is canceled, and the Portland event on June 6th is still TBD. Um, that's a little bit too far out uh, to make plans, but I will probably decide on that in May, and if we're not able to host it in June, then we will postpone till the fall. Otherwise, you know, as I said before, even though I'm overall healthy, I feel like it's imperative that we all follow 
the social distancing protocols as best we can. If that's something that we're able to do, if you can stay home, stay home. That's what's going to help flatten the curve of this virus and hopefully keep as many people as possible safe. But I've been thinking a lot about that phrase, social distancing, and I've seen other people refer to it as, you know, actually physical distancing because there are plenty of creative ways that we can be social right now, even if we can't be in the same place and, um, you know, that we are still able to stay connected to our loved ones and to the wider community. And I feel like that's what makes digital communities like this one and any other ones that you might be a part of really more important than ever. I feel such sincere gratitude to my Patreon community whose monetary support, as you know, that's what will hopefully mean that this podcast and my small business can weather the financial storm, right? That's happening all around us. And I feel like if you're able, it's never been more important to support your favorite creatives and makers and small businesses that you would like to see around, whether that is virtual communities or, you know, local businesses in your town. Speaking of our community specifically, there are a few special things that I'm going to be doing and hosting over the next six weeks. I'm going to be doing some virtual co-working sessions for my Patreon community for all of the folks who are working from home, most of whom for the first time. And then I'm also going to produce some shorter podcast episodes, mini-sodes like this one here on the podcast for everyone that will probably be 20 minutes or less, maybe 30 minutes or less, just some additional content that will hopefully be encouraging and uplifting and supportive for you. I know that we're all scared right now. I think that's a real common theme and that we're all awash in feelings of uncertainty and that there aren't a lot of guarantees, but I feel like I can promise you this. I will do my absolute best to hold space for you throughout all of this and to create offerings and resources and online connection spaces that will make you laugh and think and feel less alone. In the show notes for this episode, you'll find links and more info on every single thing that I mentioned today. And then next week, we're just going to dive right back into our regular episodes. We'll finish up March's original theme, which was sex, dating, and changing the stigma around being single. We have two great guests lined up for that, Andrea Glick and Susanna Frioni. So those will be coming to you the last couple weeks in March. And then in April, we are opening the podcast up out of a specific theme, and we will be covering a much wider range of topics. The three guests who are joining us in April are wonderful. Some of my favorite episodes in quite a while. So in the meantime, please do stay home if you are able to do so, practice social distancing, and just take the best freaking care of yourself that you possibly can. If there is anything that I can do to support you, any type of content or resource or online gathering space that you would love to see, seriously reach out to me. Um, you can you know, reach me by email. You can reach me on Instagram. I am around. I am available. And I would love to brainstorm with you about things that we think might feel good, you know, to help us get through this time. Okay, take care.